Boys and girls, welcome into another episode of Unsportsmanlike Conduct, this pro sports show where we talk and you listen. My name is Vaughn Lozon. We're back for the second time this week. You can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. With me as always, Colin Logsdon. Hello, hello. What's going on, buddy? Hey, what's up, man? And Andy McDonald. Hello. Hi, how we doing? Hey, we're we're living. We're doing good. <laughs> Plug the Twitter handles, boys, starting with Andy. Andy underscore McDonald 23. Andy underscore McDonald 24. <laughs> <laughs> what if I made that my Twitter account? This, I'm, it, I'm just I'd, one number out. I'd, I would like it, honestly. <laughs> no, but honestly, it's, it's uh, Colin underscore Logston. <laughs> All right, sounds good. We'll see if uh, <clears throat> you have a different Twitter handle next week. But uh, to start off the show, we are going to go in-depth a little bit about the Lions and the Bears, which is the upcoming game this Sunday that all Lions fans care about. Uh, the, the Bears have been terrible as of late. They won last week against the 49ers, but then they had three previous straight losses. Uh, losses to Tampa Bay, the Giants, and the Tennessee Titans. They did pick up a huge win on Monday Night Football on Halloween against the Vikings, but then they had three other losses to the Packers, Jaguars, and Colts. Meanwhile, for the Lions, they have won seven of their last eight games, and they are just, they're on a roll, mm-hmm. and I, it's unbelievable. Really my is. my preseason prediction, I don't know what you guys had, but I had somewhere in the 6-10 to 10 to 7-9 and nine range. 7-9 was my pick all year. Yeah, that, that's around where I had them going uh, at the end of the year, just because I didn't like the defense. I didn't like anything that the defense brought to the table. Uh, but the defense has actually been really good. Uh, they have, they held the Saints to... Uh, just one offensive touchdown last week, and it didn't even come from the hands of Drew Brees. So after winning seven of their last eight games, what do you guys credit the Lions for doing, for being able to maintain this great winning streak that they've had? Um, Really, for me, I guess it starts off with people telling them they can't do something, and then the next week seeming to find a way to prove a way to do it. Because the big thing coming in this week still was that they couldn't play a complete game. They still played a complete game all season. I think on Sunday they really did. They did. I, mean, I don't know what you guys think about that. That was their first final I, I, complete exactly. game. Exactly. The first was, one that they had all season. That was like what I tweeted out was they finally made it a complete game that is making more progress. Keep They keep getting better. That's something that I haven't seen in I, I couldn't tell you how long. Probably since the season when they went 11-5. and five. Forgot what year that was. But they, I mean, just just the progression is the thing that has impressed me really the most, and the way to be able to bounce back from the one and three start that they had. It's 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 been great to see the Lions do what they're doing right now, and I mean, really, I I don't doubt them anymore. I think they are going to make the playoffs, and I really think they got the NFC division. They're a lock, huh? Yeah, I, I I really think they got it. I mean, if they find a way to screw this up, it it would be heartbreaking for us, but <laughs> here in Michigan. But I no, I so far I'd say the progression they've made this season is what impresses me the most. The way they've turned it around. Yeah, I wouldn't call him a lot just yet because we all know we've all seen uh, this this story before how it ends. <laughs> yeah, but um, exactly. it's definitely looking good though, especially with the Bears, obviously oh, being down the last couple great. of years. Yeah, the Packers are like the worst they've been in like a decade, mm-hmm. and the Vikings totally collapsed. So yeah, it definitely looks good for the Lions. Um, I think the thing I've been most impressed with is they find a, like a different unit will step up each game, whether it's special teams winning the game for them. Getting the late interception. I remember the Eagles game and the Vikings game. Darius Slay made huge plays late yep. to seal it. The offense has had so many game-winning drives. So there's almost like a determination for this team. Like, hey, any one of us can make a play. Any one of our three units can win this game for us. Okay. And that goes back to Jim Caldwell. He's done actually a really good job. I know I've given him credit. I've given him crap in the what, past. What was his nickname that you called him early in the season? Uh, I don't remember. 
No, you, you don't <laughs> it remember. It used to be uh, Jim No Balls Caldwell, but uh, now he's Jim Big Balls Caldwell. There you go. I see. I, I reward I reward people when they do their job. You and call them as you see them, right? With the job he's doing. Absolutely. I'm going to go back to a point that you had, Andy, about how complete of a game they finally played against New Orleans. And New Orleans, uh, they they didn't succeed in any of the things that the Lions did. Offensively, defensively, special teams, they went 0-3 on Sunday. Offensively, Drew Brees threw three interceptions against a Lions defense that had only had a few interceptions before, uh, before that game. I know they had a few off Blake Bortles, and they had the one off Sam Bradford in Thanksgiving, but... Um, they haven't really had any other interceptions like that uh, before that game. Defensively, the Saints just collapsed. Our rushing, the Lions' rushing attack was really good with yeah, Theo Riddick. Was. Dwayne Washington had a few good runs, and then Zach Zenner came in when Dwayne Washington got hurt, and he plowed right up the middle for six, mm-hmm. seven yards every single time. That's why I like Zenner. He's good north and south. He's oh, a very good north to south running back. Finally, the special teams. You've you saw it with the Saints punter. The Saints punter struggled all game to get it deep downfield. Sam Martin had a good game when they had to punt. Uh, I think he only punted once or maybe twice, but the special yeah. teams was outstanding on Sunday. The offense was even better. I you got to give credit to to the boy Matthew Stafford. Oh, yeah. He has turned this entire team around with his leadership, with his arm, the way that he's spreading the ball around. Uh just some going off some stats. He's got 21 touchdowns and five interceptions. He's a, he only has five picks. And I think crazy. since the offensive coordinator switch, he's only got eight or nine interceptions. Probably like, yeah, seven, eight, or nine. Yeah, it, it's yeah, somewhere it's, in that range. He, he has the highest have, like touchdown to interception ratio since it's insane. Over. It's it's crazy, and he had, he has not thrown a single red zone interception since Jim Bob Cooter's That's taken really over. That's really And has he had a fourth quarter reception this year either? I don't think he's thrown an interception. The fourth, think, maybe I, against I, the I, Bears in that one against game. Against the Titans, he for sure did. And the Titans, he did too on the last drive. Yeah. Yeah, on the final drive against the Titans, that he was did. a bad game. Has, Stafford has 158 first downs. His quarterback rating is 100 and a half. Uh, that's just efficient. Uh, th- that's the only term that you can use to describe all this is efficient. He's ninth in the NFL in completions, and he's seventh in completion percentage. Can't, I mean, yeah. It's, it's the, stat, the stats back up. The stats back up the way that he plays mm-hmm. and the leadership that has followed with that team. And it just seems that like the team has an extra fire in their stomach. They mm-hmm. want to be able to. They don't want to let Matthew Stafford down. Yeah, it's not. It's not a whole lot on uh, uh, Jim Caldwell at this point. A lot of it's really on Matthew Stafford. He's leading the team. It, I don't really feel like Caldwell has that big he never has of, of that a difference. Guy, I uh, yeah, I, I don't think that he has a huge influence on the team as much as Stafford does. I don't know. He was Peyton Manning's off- uh, quarterback's coach and offensive coordinator back in the day. So who who knows? Maybe he has had a vocal big deal wise. That. Like vocal wise, action wise, maybe in practice he's a different kind of guy. Because to the media, he's during, he's during very games, boring, but during the games, guy. though, you never see a head coach talk one on one with players, really. It's always the coordinators doing that work, and the coach has to manage the game. Yeah. He can't go sit down with Stafford. No, and do no, that. I get it. But, so I, but I think he has had some kind of impact. I think the biggest one was when they let, let go of Lombardi, who was a damn idiot. Yeah. And they finally <laughs> yeah, and they agreed. let Jim, Jim Bob Cooter take over. But you see Stafford's mechanics are way better. He steps up in the pocket now. Remember before, he used to he's get sacked afraid. every time. He's not afraid he'll, to take a hit He knows either. exactly when to run. No, he'll take. He'll step up in the pocket, make yep. the big throw. But his his vision, his, his speed is really good. I think I think the way they ended last season has a lot to do with what they're doing right now, to be honest. I think, like, 
losing that Green Bay game the way they did with the Hail Mary and everything else. I think it left a bad taste would, in a lot of their yeah. mouths. And that ain't going to happen again on, yeah, I mean, uh, on January 1st. Exactly. No. I think it's that, not I happening. Think they realized that they didn't lose that game. You know, They would have actually had a shot to make the playoffs they last year. They so could have got a that, wild card spot. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So that's I think coming in like right now, the way they're playing, the way they started the season, Stafford just took over and finally became the leader that I've really wanted to see him be since he's been here. So yep. I can't say enough about the guy. I mean, he's the reason that they're, they're winning games still. I mean, they're, they're doing it more as a team now, without question, in my opinion. But if you don't have that guy quarterback, they don't have the wins they have right now. And it Not really even. goes to show how much of a quarterback-driven league it is, oh, too. Yeah. I mean, every single good team that you see out there right now has a good quarterback. The mm-hmm. Oakland Raiders have Derek Carr. The New England Patriots have Tom Brady. Cam Newton's on the Panthers, but I wouldn't really call him a good quarterback. Not this year. What you could argue is the Chiefs. With Alex, Alex Smith, Smith, the definition yeah. of average. See, the thing is, he yeah, <laughs> but he, he never he, he never is throws average. Receptions, he doesn't. He's, he's he doesn't take manager. shots down the field though because he doesn't have a wide receiver. The only mm-hmm. receiver he has is Jeremy Macklin. To where yeah. a guy it's like Stafford, they just have a really good Stafford running attack and defense. Tate, so yeah. he's Stafford the is Marvin Jones. He has a few Bolden. different guys to throw to. Is Anquan Bolden? He's a huge red zone target. Yeah. But typically, yeah, like the best teams have the best quarterbacks. Seattle's Russell Wilson. Yeah. Green Bay. When Green Bay Aaron when Aaron Rodgers was on, which yeah, he has it, not been this year. Exactly, yeah. and he had yeah exactly. Aaron Rodgers has been off his game. Watch out uh, for the Watch Packers. Out. Watch out, they're coming. Why? They, Why do you they, think that? They just they just the way they're already getting a couple wins now. You would have thought they were down and out. It already seems like they're coming back to but like the, to make a push. Now I'm not saying they're going to because I don't think they are. I don't think they're taking out the Lions here. I just said it. I think the Lions are winning yeah. the division. It's def- and I think Sorry. this game on Sunday is huge because, I mean, th- I think they're going to win, but if they lose this game, that's when I think You're it's You're talking start- about the Lions Yeah, now? the Lions. If, if yeah. they lose this game this Sunday, that's when it starts to be like, oh, boy, like what, what's going to happen? All that Kool-Aid they, yeah. gets pushed yeah, aside. Exactly. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, let's slow down here. There ain't no way in heck they're losing this game on Sunday. They can't. <laughs> they, they won't. Yeah, there's With no what way. offense will the Bears be able exactly. to score points? The Bears are playing the game will probably be like 17 to 6 at the end of the game. Yeah. The Bears have no offense. The Bears are playing their third string quarterback, Matt Barkley. Yeah. Jordan Howard is the one guy that I'm worried about, though. He has been, yeah, he's been good. probably behind Ezekiel Elliott, the best rookie running back <laughs> this year. Obviously, yeah. Ezekiel Elliott's been the yeah. best. I would say Jordan Howard's been the second Wait, best. The I mean, Lions will stack the box, and they can easily take that away. I think they can as well. It all and just Stafford depends will, on... Stafford will tear their defense apart. Got a, got a qu- quick side question for you guys. Okay. A little fantasy advice I need if you guys play oh, fantasy here, at all. Yeah, okay. Okay. Now right, we mentioned Jordan Howard. In my flex, I have Jordan Howard, or else I have Frank Gore. He's, Frank Gore is playing against the Patriots, and then Jordan Howard is playing against the Lions. Who are your other running backs? Well, those are my two for my flex. My other two are Todd Gurley and Mark Ingram. And I, I play Jordan Howard. You would, yeah, Jordan or, or, for sure. Or, or yeah, okay, for sure. That's what I was thinking too. Because he, he gets catches uh, as well as rushes, so <laughs> I think else. that. Well, has Todd Gurley been doing well lately? No, he hasn't. It's, he it's has really tough because I might want to take him out. Ingram and Gurley are so up and down. Like I never know what they're going to yeah. do every single game. They're streaky. Yeah, they're streaky. Well, their the teams are streaky week, too, so. so it has a little bit to do with that. I was going to ask you this later on, but I might as well just bring it up now. Now that we're on the discussion of Green Bay. So Green Bay plays Seattle this week, right? So it's in Green Bay. So let's just say the Lions win, right? Okay. They, they get business done at Ford Field. They move up. They're 9-4 and four now. Are you rooting for Green Bay to beat Seattle so the Lions get a second seed and they get closer to clinching a bye in the playoffs? Or are you rooting for Green Bay to lose 
So the Lions get a little bit closer to clinching that FC North. You're definitely rooting for Seattle in this game. Don't get greedy and start thinking about the two yeah. seed when you don't have your own division locked up. Get the division first. We've all seen this happen a million times. We never count Aaron yeah. Rodgers and Green Bay out. We need <laughs> that, them to lose. We need to get that division first before we start getting greedy and thinking about that yeah. number two seed. I, I definitely agree with Colin, like, 100% right there. That couldn't have been a better point. Like, that's that's the way it is. As, as a Lions fan, you can't get greedy. You know that. And with the games that they have lined up to finish the season here, the yeah. next three, the Giants, the Cowboys, and the Packers, I mean, that's why tough schedule. That's why you want. That's why you want to see the Packers lose without question this week. I mean, I know Minnesota's the team that's ahead of them, but still, you just you, you don't want to see Green Bay get anywhere near. I think if they lose this week and the Lions win, does that does that technically eliminate them from being able to jump? Green the, Bay? Yeah, did you be able to jump the Lions or not? They have uh, Lions no, three. technically Green Bay not. lost. And the Lions won. Green Bay, Green would, Bay have would have to win out, and the Lions would have to lose out. Okay. Yes. And then that they beat exactly Cause, yeah, yeah, because oh, then they'd yeah, be one yeah, game they, back they, going they, the final the game. They beat us right. and had the tiebreaker right. in the two that games. Be, that is how that would go. That's how I was trying to think of it was a tiebreaker, but then I remember yeah. they play them. And that is exactly why Green, you are rooting for Green Bay to lose. Yeah, yeah you exactly. cannot root for Seattle to lose this game because nothing is a guarantee in the NFL. You don't want to give nothing. Yeah. you don't want to give Green Bay that kind of momentum either. Did <laughs> they, you guys? No, they not beat a, a team like Well, Seattle. they would have three straight wins at that point. You can't let that happen. Last week, did you guys root for the Vikings or the Cowboys to win? Who'd you, who'd you root oh, for? Oh, definitely the Cowboys. for the Cowboys same, the same analogy as this game. Exactly. Yeah, it's You're, the same thing. Even though the Cowboys have that one seed, which we I mean, yeah. shouldn't even dream about. That's yeah, why I exactly. Look, I'm going to be rooting for the Jaguars this week, but I'm not going to keep any promises here. I think the Vikings will probably beat the Jaguars. Yeah, By the way, that, is that game in Jacksonville? Um, that's what that's if it's in Jacksonville, I, I, I want to count them I out. I think it is in Jacksonville. With how anemic Minnesota's um, offense is, I'd actually take the Jaguars in that. Their defense is good. It is. It's just Blake Bortles sucks. It is in Jacksonville. Yes, Give me Jacksonville in that. You're taking. Although I'm not even worried about the Vikings at this point, since we have the two. Blake games Bortles is anyway. a pick six machine, though. Don't forget. And Does the Vikings more, defense. He has more pick sixes well than career wins. Da- hey, the Vikings defense did play well against we Dallas, need, though. We're gonna need the Colts to win. It's yeah, week. it slowed them down, but I think yeah. that was like a prime time game at home. We're, we're gonna need the Colts to win next week after this week when they play the Vikings, because that's other than I'm that, okay with that. They play at Green Bay, which will be another tough game for the Vikings. That can go either way, I guess, to help us. Mm-hmm. And they, they they end the season with the Bears. So Those, I mean, that's a win. Yeah, so if, it, if it's close, we're still. I think we still need to. At and least Green Bay still has the Falcons too, don't they? They have the Seahawks loss, I and I think they have the Falcons too, which would also be a loss probably. Uh, this is Green Bay you're talking about. Yeah, now Green now Bay I'm looking Green Bay right. Green Bay's um, record. I'm pretty they sure got, they had a tough right they have, schedule. They have Seattle this week, obviously, and then they have at Chicago the when? Vikings, Lions. It's actually three divisional opponents. Okay, right so they don't the Falcons. I must have been mistaken. Yep. Okay. So we we're gonna we're gonna need some help. That's why you have to root for the. Seahawks to win this week because you look at the rest of the, the rest of the Green rest Bay of schedule, schedule for Green is Bay is winnable. Pretty, yeah, I mean it's winnable, but with how the NFC North has been this year, I wouldn't be surprised if Chicago actually got a win in Soldier Field. Oh, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't either. Just because of how streaky Green Bay has been, I mean they lost by uh, one point to the Falcons. They lost by five points to the Colts. They got destroyed by the Titans, and then they lost to the Redskins too. I mean, they, they lost forty points in back-to-back weeks. Yeah, forty-seven to the Their Titans, and then forty-two to the Redskins. Stafford will annihilate them at home. Mm-hmm. I can only hope. So, <laughs> we will see what happens. I think the Lions will get the win. So, um, go Lions, go Seattle. Forward down the field, <laughs> a great fight that will right? not yield. So. Yes, so we'll be rooting for them, but I want to switch topics now to something that has been brought to my attention within the last uh, week or so that we haven't really been able to discuss, and that's that 
the NFL is thinking about eliminating Thursday night football. Now, this, what I'm going to read off is a little excerpt from a CBS Sports article that was published on, uh, let's see, November 28th. Um, let's see. So after 10 years of Thursday night football, the NFL might finally be ready to call it quits. According to Pro Football Talk, the NFL is discussing the possibility of eliminating Thursday night football, which would be, which would be a drastic move after sticking with it for more than a decade. And then it kind of goes on to say um, that John Madden is uh, basically saying that that he agrees with it and that they should get rid of Thursday night football. He says that it's not working. Something has to be done about it. It just doesn't work. It's not only a fan thing. It's a team thing. It's a safety thing. It's a competitive thing. It doesn't work. So, and then he goes on to say, what's, what happens here is there are not a lot of good teams and they have too many windows to put these games in. When you think of an early Sunday window, a late Sunday window, a Sunday night window and a Monday night window, along with the Thursday night window, they all want good teams, and there's just not enough good teams to supply that. Right. And now, I agree with that. What do you guys think about the NFL getting rid of Thursday Night Football? Would you be opposed to it, or would you be a little upset that you don't get an extra day of NFL football? Yeah, see, that's that's what it is for me, and that's just, I mean, that's me being greedy at that point because, like, I love it. Like, tonight, I can't wait to watch this game. It's the, it's, it's going to be a Kansas great game, Oakland-Kansas City. And there's been a couple of them now in the past couple of weeks, if I'm not mistaken, that have been better. I mean, I, I can't remember the exact matchup. Not every single game has been bad. No, only they're not all t- Only two games on Thursday Night Football this year have been decided by two or more possessions. Everything else has been two or less. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I don't think it's a bad idea for that. I'm, I'm not, like, positive on the numbers for, like, the viewers and stuff and how much it goes up and down. Like I'm, A little I'm bit guessing... of that has to do with they sometimes only have it on the NFL Network, though, which yeah. not everybody has. I don't right. get the NFL Network at my apartment. Exa- yeah, exactly. Why? You guys don't either. I don't. No. Yeah, so it's like you basically just have to bank on going to a bar around uh, the area to watch, to the, watch game. the game. Yeah. I actually did that once or twice with a few of my roommates. So, I mean, I mean... I like Thursday Night Football. I like it personally because I like watching another football game every week. It's something I honestly look forward to every single week because it just kind of gets the weekend going and something that I start to watch. But yeah. what you said about John Madden saying that about the safety part, that's that's what kind of hits me where it's like, you know, that's beyond me being greedy and wanting to watch football. You know, if you have teams playing, you know, late in the day on Sunday and then they already have to come back and play again on Thursday, I mean, I guess that could lead to more injury problems or something like that because you're playing in a closer time span, less time to rest your body. I mean – I guess if you're looking at it from a money-making standpoint, to me, it really just depends on how much how much they get on the viewers and how much money they're making on it. But I mean, for, I think for NFL fans, why, I mean, why would you mind games being on Thursday? I I like it. I like watching games on Thursday. I'll tell you why I mind, you guys. Tell me how many good games we've had Thursday night this year. I mean, just tell me, just tell me how many. Tell me, tell me ones that have stood that stand out off the top of your head. And Vaughn, do not look any of these up. Andy, I am looking up. at tell all me some of them right games. Last week. What what was the game? Cowboys Vikings. True, that was a good one. What was it? Name me another one without looking at it's, your screen. It's hard to no, like, I'm just I'm think looking back. at the screen. Tell I'm, me that. Tell me what, another one that was like such a great game. I'll tell it. The Jets and the Bills. Actually, I do remember that one. That was an offensive showdown. Yeah, that was, was a great was Thursday night football game. Was it about two totally irrelevant teams? Well, does, why why does that matter? The competition. It does still matter. There. I want something yeah. to be on the line. I want two teams that are actually the quality and are playing there. for something. Thirty-seven to thirty-one. The Jets won that by six points. It's I mean, hard that was a pretty good game. They, so. I'm, I'm pretty sure they schedule most of these before the season starts, right? They schedule all of them. They, they, they the do. They do. Yeah, Chargers, so. Broncos, twenty-one thirteen. Giants, Ram, or um, excuse me, that wasn't a Thursday night game. And then you got Panthers, Saints a few weeks ago as well, twenty-three to twenty. Those they're, are two pretty high-powered offensive teams that you want to watch, right? 
the Saints and the Panthers, you got Drew Brees. You yeah, got Cam Newton, one of the biggest superstars totally in the irrelevant. Tonight is the first game I can think of all year where two teams actually playing for something on Thursday night. Well, two Cowboys actually quality teams. Cowboys played for something but Minnesota's last trash. Week, so the Vikings. Minnesota. Vikings are trash. Stop I want to see Dallas. They're still playing for something. I, yeah, but I want to see. I want to see Dallas. Fight in the, uh, I want to see Dallas play like the Raiders or something like that. Give me a good game like that. Well, you can't not always have to, it on Thursday. But you, no, it's, there's a difference between always and never, and you're trending more towards never right now. Do you? It's like, always totally crap teams. It'll be like the Bengals and the Browns one. What about week, Monday night care. football though? Monday Night Football is the same thing. That's been trash for years. Yeah. I, I can agree with that. And I, I say I mean, Thursday is better than Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football is garbage because last, this past Monday, it was the Colts and the Jets, and it was 40-something to, like, three. For me, it was a ter- for or me 10, personally, maybe. a lot of the reason I watch the NFL is because of fantasy reasons. So, like, Monday Night, Monday Night Football <laughs> for me, when it comes to that, if I don't care about the teams and I don't have any, and my, and my fantasy is already, like, made up, like, I know if I'm going to win or lose, I'm not watching that game on Monday night. I don't care. So, I'll tell I you mean, why Thursday's bad for fantasy because you have to set your lineup or at least guys true. for that day three Early. days sooner. Yep. I'm constantly missing it because I'm thinking about yeah. Sunday setting my lineup, not Thursday evening. Some people miss it with like if you're so playing on a bye, you yeah, don't and you that. totally get screwed over in that. That's another mm-hmm. problem. And then like you said before, what John or what John Manning was saying about that the rest, safety. that the safety and the rest thing, or what if mm-hmm. you're caught, you just played Sunday. The other team's coming off a bye, or they played they played Sunday at one, and you played Sunday at eight, or something like that. That's a competitive disadvantage, if you ask me. That's what the league needs to make sure they're matching up their games right then. And they probably don't, because they're, they're all idiots. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know. And the problem is th- that you can also flex the Sunday night football games as well, so it, it yeah, won't you always be yeah. Sunday night's on the usually same good, schedule. Though. I can't complain about Sunday night's a good one. That's that's always Sunday the best one. Sun, NBC Sunday night, night had is, some yeah, great always plan that as the best game. They've had some great games this this year. I'll tell you, Sunday night. No one's complaining about Sunday night. It's Thursday and Monday. The Broncos and the Chiefs was a great one. Yeah, exactly. That was awesome. And then you had the defensive won the Seattle and Arizona that ended and in a tie. Seattle and New England? <laughs> yeah, Seattle and New England was a really good one. Ton- these are Those like are always the, the best ones. These are the matchups that you want to see, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But then, what do you? if they do get rid of Thursday Night Football, what do you do about Thanksgiving? You keep it out there. You keep I Thanksgiving. Mean, you, you Why? Thanksgiving because I was there before games. Thursday football was ever Why? around. I because it's tradition. tradition. Thursday, Thursday tradition football matter? for everyone else. Because tradition's a big part of sports. I get what you it's mean. Big for no, but, but no, because then it's not fair to all the other teams, though. Because then you'll have a competitive. The it is Lions fair. They get always, Monday night games. They get the Lions, Monday night, Sunday night. No, I'm saying if you get rid of Thursday night, but you keep the Thanksgiving games, then the Lions will always have that competitive disadvantage that you were talking about, and the Cowboys you, will always have that competitive disadvantage that you. Then just because of tradition. Then you line up the teams they're going to play beforehand with the same schedule as the Lions. Put them on the same time I slot. I feel like the NFL wouldn't want to do that. Admit, Why wouldn't you want to do that? It's the one time a year you have to plan that out. In my personal <laughs> opinion, I'm indifferent on it. I don't really care what way it goes. I, I think, I it think has Thursday Night Football is great. Look, the health, the health concerns, for sure. They would hmm. they they can do a better job of, of keeping track of what teams are playing each other on Thursday hmm. and being able to make sure that those teams play at the same time on Sunday the week before. But after that Thursday game, then you essentially get an extra bye week, right? Mm-hmm. Because you get to relax for the entire rest of the weekend. You get to watch all of the other games on Sunday, and then you get to go back to work on Monday. Yeah. And you get three days off. I mean, yeah. that's something that the NFL players don't really get, except for that bye week. It's like it's basically like they have an extra bye week. So they would be able yeah. to rest up. They would be able to play uh, the next Sunday or the next Monday, whenever they play. Right. So I think it's for me. It probably is more of a problem than just Thursday. It's more of the NFL overall schedule. The best teams to play the other best teams. I'm seeing too many blowouts, 
too many top teams versus lower teams. Yeah. I want to see the best play the best more I regularly. Agree. Like in college football, you'll see that all the time. Great matchups every single week. In the NFL, you're not getting that. Agreed. I mean, look at some of these Thursday games that they've had, though. Ravens, Browns. I mean, that's just that's horrible. That's the Browns awful. should never be in a prime. That is time just game. an awful game. Dolphins, Bengals, Cardinals, 49ers. Horrible, horrible. I'm mo- I mean, the char- Chargers, Chargers, Broncos. I mean, still not it was good, a, it was think. a close game. It was a divisional game. Plus, I do like these Thursday jerseys that they end up wearing. There. Which the Lions didn't get to wear. Which yeah. is another argument. Which I the Lions were, in my opinion, not being biased or anything. Those were the sweetest. Uh, yeah, they're sweet jerseys. They were, they the were definitely Thursday one. I think they were one of the best. Yeah, I like the Panthers ones, too. Just because like, it's Thanksgiving. Who cares? It's a Thursday. It's the only chance they get. They want to have the color rush if they can't wear them. If they're not going exactly. to do the color rush, at least the way they used to do it, where they used to have the old jerseys on and stuff, I hate how it's just the same thing. Like, yeah. if you're going to make it about tradition, keep doing the stuff you were doing. The NFL needs to find a way to make it exciting again. Let guys celebrate, first of all. Yeah, they put they lay their too. damn lives on the line in the sport. I think they can celebrate a big touchdown. Yeah, for sure. That, for fans, it's more exciting. And, and yeah, more more uniform changes, more more excitement. Not all these rules were making it such a tight game. It's an entertainment They business. did this past week with those uh, shoes the that they yeah, had. I, yeah, the whole thing thing I like that. that. That was let pretty them, sweet. Let them wear those all the time. Yeah, why not? They're not. Did you know they're only allowed to wear pink during Breast Cancer Awareness Month? Yeah, because Williams got fined when his Williams. mom died from that. Yeah. What a joke. Yeah. yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, that was ridiculous. I do remember that. Um, but yeah, so uh, moving on a little bit here, we're gonna. I think Andy is gonna bring up something that he uh, has very close to his heart, and that is yes. something that I have close to my heart, and that's <laughs> the game of baseball. So yes. what's going on, Andy? I, I love baseball, and unfortunately for me right now in Detroit, who I like more than any other team, obviously, because I'm a Detroit sports fan. When it comes to the Tigers right now, I don't really agree with what they've been doing with some of their stuff here um, in the offseason with the trading. We still don't have a center fielder, and, I mean, th- th- right now it's the talk is about keeping just Jacoby Jones or Tyler Collins and making that kind of switch off all season. How do you guys feel about that? Do you think they should be they should go out and get a center fielder to kind of solidify that spot, or do you think they should just stick with the Collins and Jones switch all year? I would stick with Jacoby Jones. And just why? because – well, first of all, he's the younger guy. He was one of the top prospects that they had in the farm system. I think that if you give him a little bit of time, he can be a stud. Just from what I saw, it seems like he has a really good attitude. He has the mindset for the game. He's got a pretty good bat. He's very fast. He's able to play center field well from what I've seen so far. I would keep Jacoby Jones. I don't know about Tyler Collins. I'm, I've never really been a huge Tyler Collins fan just because he's he's inconsistent with yes, his defensive baby. play. Offensively, he's he probably even more inconsistent offensively than defensively. Yes. <laughs> so I would stick with Jacoby Jones. I would try to go get maybe a backup or maybe a guy that they would switch every other day with Jacoby Jones. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that would be off the top of my head because I don't think Andrew McCutcheon would be that right guy because he would be a very expensive. Ben Revere is also someone they've been bringing up. That's like the Tigers aren't showing much. I wouldn't be opposed to Ben Revere. It just depends how much Ben Revere would cost. Yeah, exactly. Because right now the Tigers don't have a lot of money to be dealing on. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. So if 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 it's an efficient cost to get Ben Revere, I would be okay with that because that's another left-handed bat in the lineup as well. You don't have a whole lot of that right now. Jacoby Jones being one of the only few outliers. V-Mart being a switch hitter. 
Yes. So right. that, that's the other argument that I've seen a lot is with them just just putting Jones in this year is out. But he is he even ready like to be major league ready to be able to play a full season and stuff like that? So that's where I, th- I think I think he could be. You, you think so? You think he's ready like a hundred percent? I think to be if, able to play I th- every. I think no way to hundred percent until you see it first. I think if yeah, he goes exactly. through spring training and he gets in the mindset that he can do it. I, I think he could do it. He's got a great okay. attitude Fair for the point. game. I think they're going to need someone else to be able to, like, at least back it up or yeah. start the season there that isn't necessary. It's kind of like a veteran guy, almost like what a Rajay Davis was before, like, what he what he became now in, in uh, Pl- Cleveland. Platoon them. Out yeah, in, but, like, out something like that field, to yeah. where it kind of starts the season like that, and then if Jacoby Jones takes over as the season goes on, obviously give him all, more of the starts, more of the reps, but... What do you think about that? My guy? problem is, who else are you going to go out? Who are you going to go out and get? Yeah. I, That's really valuable for the position. I mean, you, you don't have the money to go out and get some superstar, which you don't need anyway. And you don't have any other really great young prospects or any guys kind, kind of quite in the middle. Jacoby Jones, people were calling for him last year. I think with another full spring training under his belt, he's definitely the best guy for the job. He's the best guy you have currently on the roster. And with a team that's pretty mo- pretty mediocre anyway, I mean, it's time to start yeah. building for the future. And that starts with playing your young guys now and preparing them for down the road. You ain't competing for a championship this year. Exactly. So don't go no, in with that they mindset. Know that. And, and Avila's Do they quoted, know that? Avila's been, well, I mean, he's been quoted saying that this team could complete or compete for a playoff spot. Doesn't even bother saying World Series. So I think even he knows that they're not going to be that good. But that's where it kind of brings me into my next question is, is there's been all these rumors. I don't know if you guys get the constant updates, but I do about Ian Kinsler's on this and J.D. Martinez on yeah, this. Yeah. And, yeah, I do. And then K-Rod's on this and then Justin Wilson and then even Verlander and Cabrera were in there for a while. Even, now even I've read Sanchez, articles and about Sanchez. Yeah, I just got that one today. What? Yeah, like all this stuff just keeps coming up. And I, I want to know what you guys think about how he has handled so far this offseason because – I mean, he hasn't made any moves yet to get rid of them. They're still sitting on the team, and now I've seen some stuff where he says, well, we might end up having the same team as the season starts. Well, then it's going to bug me even more because they're just going to – they could have another decent start to the season. It could be okay going into the break, and then what's he going to do? Sell or is he just going to be flat and do nothing again? So I just want to know what you guys think about how he's done so far this offseason. I don't think it's a very good look for what what he was preaching all offseason. He says, look – we need to free up cap space. This is going to be, I think he said it was going to be like a three-year turnaround, right? Mm-hmm. So that's getting rid of JD, getting rid of possibly Cabrera if you can. And Cabrera said that he would be okay. He would be open to a trade. Yeah, that he loves Detroit, but he would be open if it helps the team. Mm-hmm. Verlander, you had discussions of whether you're not, whether or not you're going to get rid of him or not. And then all the other guys, like you said, Kinsler, Justin Wilson, Possibly a K Rod, but then they didn't they resign K Rod already. Did. They did. They resigned him, and then all of a sudden there's stuff about him still being a possibility of yeah. like moving. Yeah, which so is it, really it, dumb to me. It gives a bad look to Al Avila just because of all the things that he promised and all the things that he wants to do. But now it's you know I I've been getting notifications all off season that oh J D uh, Tigers and you know uh, whoever it may be discussing trade for J D Martinez, and it came mm. up more often than not the Giants was a. Uh, a big name yep, uh, a week or a week or so ago that. that they were talking with the new uh, New York Giants, San Francisco Giants, uh, <laughs> about trading JD and then uh, possibility of moving Ian Kinsler and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Now that he says that they're not going to do it at all, wh- why? Exactly. Well, what's that, the point there? Is it is it that you can't it, trade them? Uh, does some team not mm-hmm. want these players? What's going on mm-hmm. with that? That's my question. Von, is that- Von, Von, buddy. We've learned from Dave Dombrowski and others. It's not all about their words. Sometimes it's about putting up a poker face. 
Yeah. And it's about trying putting up some illusion that you're thinking one way when you're t- completely doing the whole um, reversal yeah. thing. You're, you're reverse psychology yeah. or whatever on someone else. That way you tell them that maybe you're not so interested and then they maybe up the ante a little bit, come back at you. He definitely should be thinking to get rid of all these guys. You yeah. don't want to become the damn Philadelphia Phillies. Keep trying to get more. Keep trying to chase those championships without building for the future and let your old guys just go down and then you have nothing. You have nothing left. Yeah. You got to build the farm now. You got to get the young guys now. If you're not competing for a championship or even a playoff spot, which you haven't last couple of years, mm-hmm. um, especially under Osmus, might as well get younger now. Mm-hmm. And it's not. It, we love these guys. We love Miggy, JB. It, it hurts. It, it hurts. But sometimes you got to put the team above your personal love for a player. It's it's really tough to like when you when you talk about people like Kinsler and JD Martinez and what they've like meant to me the past couple seasons. Like to get especially rid- Miggy. Miggy's yeah, our guy. And, oh, He's oh, yeah, a Megatron. And that, that's that's Detroit. God, baseball. it crushes. I mean, when, when you talk about him for the past however many years now, I mean six seven years. That that's what you think is Miguel Cabrera. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's tough to even hear these guys' names coming up in trade, but what, like what Cullen said, I mean, you got to start thinking about the future, and if he's really going to do this, he needs to make the moves. He needs to stop holding these players on the roster because it's like it's just annoying to us as fans. It's like you say you're going to sell, but then you don't. And then when we, if we do end up having all these players still start the season, what happens if we have a good start? What happens if the Tigers go into the break in first exactly. place in the Central? Yeah. What are you going to do at that point? Because I'm not so convinced the Indians are going to be all that great again this year. I think a lot of those guys had career years last they year did. to be, get them where they were at. And the Royals, I mean, unless they have like a big comeback, I, the Tigers aren't in the worst position in that division, even if they were to sell some of their players to still be somewhat competitive. So I, if he's going to do it, I just think he needs to make the moves now. And, and you need to do it, but don't do it just for the sake of doing it. Make sure you're getting the right yeah, guys the right in return. Players, exactly. so maybe he hasn't yeah. been like offered. Maybe he hasn't been able to find the right offer yet. I mean, look what Dombrowski did for us right before he left with what we got last year. Norris, Boyd, and Fulmer. I mean, that's that's unbelievable how good yeah. those yeah. guys were for the Tigers last year. I mean, That's a good foundation to build yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. And, that, and that's what Avila needs to make sure he does, too, if he makes these trades. So. Yep, we will find out what goes on. Hopefully they can... Do something. I mean, if you're not going to sell off some of your team, you got to at least bring in some guys to replace exactly. a Cameron Mabin that you already traded that, to the Angels. That's the first thing he did. He made that move. And that and was did. quick. And I'm thinking, too. and I'm thinking to myself, okay, here it comes. He's finally yep. going to do it. And now we're stagnant again. There's no more. Moves and they got rid of Cameron Mabin probably over a month ago at this point. Exactly. So it's been a little while. Um, and that wasn't even really a good trade either. You only no, got one. No, minor, that was a one one double A pitcher. One double A pitcher. That's all you can get for Cameron Maybin. And Maybin's not even that old. I know he has injury problems. Maybe that's really geez. the only good year he's really had of his career. Yeah, I know. He's really but done I mean, anything besides that, and he gets hurt a lot. I love Maven. But yeah, who, you loved who him knows? this year. Would you? Who knows? He, he's proven he hasn't been able to to keep this up. I mean, he, he might we'll be see. injury prone, but he might be just entering like the prime of his career. He might be able to just start be we'll able see. to put up those kind of. It's not numbers. always we'll his see. fault that he gets hit in the wrist. And yeah, then he breaks exactly. his wrist, right. and you know happen, all this stuff know, that happened to him. Diving to make a play, and then he gets. Yeah, I was actually it, at that game when he got hurt. Um, so it, it's unfortunate. Yeah, some, it's, some things happen. It's just, can't Avi, always. Avila blame doesn't him have enough. Doesn't have a big enough sample size yet to completely judge him. We got to give him at least one more year next year at this time. I mean, the guy will have a good couple years to really evaluate what he's done. But now he's still building, kind of like like Bob Quinn. He needs time. But I, I mean, I'll say it right now. He's frustrated me so far the way he's doing yeah, these teams. That's, that's I mean, fair. No, no question to me. Agreed. So I think we're going to wrap up our show with our usual stud and dud now. So, Andy, who's your stud? I, I've been thinking about this one real hard. But, you know, I, I'm kind of going to combine my stud and dud into, like, one thing. And it's sure. all it's all in one play. It was – first I'll, I'll start with my dud, and that's Matt Ryan for making an ill-advised pass on a two-point conversion – you just take the lead in a game that's pretty big for the Falcons and the Chiefs both. And 
What does he do? He throws an interception to my stud, Eric Berry. Guy runs it back for a two-point conversion. The Chiefs end up winning the game because of that play. Um, and just and he had an interception had a for, a, for a, a, a touchdown earlier in the game. The guy's done it all season. I mean, seriously. I do you think that you guys think that he deserves to start being like in consideration for like one of the top cornerbacks in the league, if not the sure. top cornerback? Yeah, in the league he's played very good. Yeah. Safety, yeah. yeah, yeah, safety. Sorry, I think with, he is the best safety in the league with the way that he has played this year. I mean, seriously, he's I mean, always got, been one of the best. Now with Earl Thomas out, he probably is the best. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, I really think he could be the top. Earl one, Thomas so. contemplating retirement too after that mm-hmm. leg injury. Oh, I, yeah, Sunday I saw that. But no, yeah, he he tweeted that very shortly after he went off the field and. All that stuff. Yeah, of course, after that. he just got crazy. a big payday uh, last offseason. Yeah, for sure. But Eric, Eric Berry's definitely <laughs> my stud, and then Matt Ryan is my dud this week. All in one two-point conversion play. Good the game. Wow. Good choice. Colin. My stud is uh, our very own alum, Terry Foster, who was returning this week to 97, won the ticket back down to Detroit. Um, this Terry, week he's returning? Is that, I thought that's what you said. Or what did you? I January don't 3rd is January what that 3rd tweet that, said. Okay. So okay, my, and we'll, I, see, I, I we'll see if that's you. true or not. But Terry Foster Still, tweeted not too long ago that he would be returning yeah. to 97. After, after being off for a few months with health concerns. and just he has, He's been inspiration yeah. to a lot of us. I mean, he's right on the Hall of Fame, just down the hall. In he Moore is hall the journalism hall of here. fame. Just a great personality. And Terry, wish you nothing but the best. And uh, glad you'll be back, buddy. My dud is uh, Levy. DeAndre Levy. DeAndre, oh, uh, he's been out for so long for the Lions. After he got the big payday, had two career years, has played in, I think, three games since then. Yeah. Has done literally nothing, and he, each week you think he's coming back, and all of a sudden he has another setback or something, and now he's talking about he's concerned about head injuries and his long-term health. It's That's okay. That's fine to be concerned with that stuff. But don't do it after you get a huge payday. Yeah. Do the, don't, that's not fair to the fans. It's not yeah. fair to the four to pay you. Like, you're being exactly. totally contradicting right now. Don't take the big payday and then start to never do anything for us again. It's got to frustrate putting a bad taste in all, in all of the fans' mouths. If he doesn't come back soon, I say you cut him. I'm getting I'm getting sick of it. He's a great player, but it ain't worth it to us. No, summer. exactly. He doesn't even play. And, I mean, and he, you need him back because we have no one at linebacker right now except for Josh Bynes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Goodness. Hey, he had a good game against the Saints. He did, oh, but he got God. cut before the season even started, so it tells you how good he is. My stud is Marcus Keene. Oh, uh, he, right? he went for 40 points, Nation 11 assists, and 7 rebounds against Wisconsin uh, University of Wisconsin-Green Bay a couple nights ago. And he is just... He's a stud. He's just a stud. I, there's, he's the definition there, of a stud. He is the definition he's of a stud. why we have this. Braylon uh, Rayson also had 30 points. Rayson had 30 points. They too. combined for 70 points uh, two nights ago. Which I was just, sitting there from the from the little booth watching it. I was just an you amazing. You were covering the game, Colin. It's thirty-one in the second half. Yeah, Keen. yeah he only had nine, nine points. He's, first he's half. spinning around like he's in the sack, just throwing shots up. I'm in an amazement trying to write a story. I'm like, oh my god. The, I was in the stands watching that game. I was amazed yeah, at what same. Marcus Keen was doing. I mean, I have never seen a guy like I have seen Chris Fowler in my time here. I've seen plenty of good players. No guy has been like that. Yeah, no. I mean, he is just the guy. Unbelievable. And he's I mean, only a junior. He, he has room for improvement. He is a junior. Yeah. He's going to be back for another year with the Chippewas. Yes, he will. He is the stud. Yeah, I mean, they were, they were projecting us to finish last in the MAC. I think a lot of people are rethinking that right now with our back. Oh, and, yeah. And I mean, that's what I it's said. It's the best yeah. backcourt in the MAC by far. Unbelievable. The only, the only downfall would be their bigs, which they have to yeah, improve they, big time. A lot, a lot's Luke Meyer happen. and Duran Scott. Yeah. 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 Did you see, uh, what was it, uh, Enos Cantor's younger brother? Dude, the second he, I saw Cantor in the back of the jury, so remember the game started, I looked it up, I was like, that's his younger brother. Yeah, my, my <laughs> buddy was like, is that uh, is that the Cantor's uh, younger brother? I was like, oh, I don't know. 
Ended up being... Didn't he go for like 17 or 19 He had straight? 23. He had... Tw- it was 20 straight in the second half. 20 he had straight. three in the first half. 20 straight points for them. They literally fed him every time. He kept getting and ones. It was too easy. It was way too easy. It was they way to get, too easy. They need he to just get went down inside. No one was able to cover him. They need some girth down low, not just height. Yeah, they do. They, they remind me of Michigan Luke, basketball, kind of. No yeah. girth and all height. Luke Meyer is a huge guy. He's like seven feet tall. He's just not built. Big. You know? and, and they're going to get tested this weekend against Illinois. That's that's going to be a big one for them. I mean, just going yeah. down to Champaign and playing that game. So Yeah, I'm not we'll hopeful see. for that. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see how they fare there. So Keen is my stud. I'm, I'm going to be excited to watch him for the rest of the year. Oh, yeah, My great. dud is the Louisville recruiting Twitter accounts. I know you saw it, Colin. Did you see I did not. what they did? So I well, you were thinking, and I actually saw this at the halftime of the CMU game against Green Bay a couple nights ago. Uh, what they did was you know how ESPN has those things where you can tweet who you voted for for the Heisman? Yeah, yeah. Well, the Louisville recruiting Twitter account tweeted out that they voted for Jabril Peppers to win the Heisman. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So they said, I cast my vote for Jabril Peppers. Take your vote, you know, blah, 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 blah. They voted for Jabril Peppers on Twitter. They quickly deleted it, but it wasn't quick enough to get it widespread out there in the media. That is ridiculous. You cannot do that. Yeah, How do you go and screw that up? That's bad. Like that's I don't bad. like you can't just. <laughs> it, it, it's, a, it's a process. Especially when when you're the school with like the lead guy for the Heisman yeah, right now. Like, yeah, and you vote for show. Jabril, and you've yeah. never won one. <laughs> they don't even have his back. I mean, this this is a process that you have to do too because. I don't know how many of the listeners are familiar with this, but if you're on your mobile device, you literally click the guy that you think, and then you look at it, and then you click tweet. It's not yeah. just a quick button. It's like, oh, shoot, I didn't yeah, mean to hit that. Re- it's like yeah. two but You have to it hit shows two buttons. You. Yeah, you have to confirm it's, it. You have to confirm it. <laughs> like, ridiculous. do you want to vote for this? Yes. Tweet. <laughs> they were they, all over it. Jabril Freisman. Jabril for Heisman. Jabril. Quick question. Does he have any chance? Does he have any chance? Fines, I, yes. I'm, I think he does. I think he has I, a chance. It's not a high chance. Tell you what, the college football page is posting all about him today. He keeps messing around at the uh, whatever they got going on down there today. I, I don't know what. They have what, some, like, press it's the awards. Well, sure. the awards are tonight. Um, yeah, the awards the, the for, like, awards, Walter Camp it. and He's all like, that. He keeps taking videos of himself. Because the Heisman Saturday, right? Yeah, and all the rest Saturday of them are today, like, Doe Walker and all Yeah, that. right. Yep. I've never seen a player get so much hate from fans in my entire life. Everyone hates him except for Michigan fans. They hate him. Yeah. ESPN posts anything about him. The first first remark, he's overrated and he sucks. You get seven hundred likes. I don't know how you can. Everyone thinks he's just total trash. Yeah. Well, they just don't watch U of M play, I suppose. But I mean, no, they don't. He's the most versatile player in the country. Yeah, they they let him take the uh, the camera. But his stats aren't good, Vaughn. <laughs> he only had one interception in his yeah, entire career. Yeah, one interception. Career. That's the obviously. Well, they had one punt return touchdown. <laughs> Yeah, but all the tackles for loss and all the touchdown. I mean, dude's a dude's a baller. He's, he's a player. stud. He deserved it. I he's, mean, he, he is a, a stud. Season. He's like Marcus I mean, Keaton. He's just a stud. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. So that's gonna do it today for unsportsmanlike conduct. We will be back next week for our final show of the semester for Colin and for Andy. My name is Vaughn, and we'll talk at you guys next week. Guys, if you're liking this podcast and others, always check us out on iTunes or SoundCloud where you can download and listen to us and stream us live. You can also check us out at cm-life.com. Be sure to check out our Facebook and our Twitter for more information on podcasts and other entertainment on campus.